What an introduction. I, I, I think I've never had one like that. That's very nice. And very nice of you to have me back. First of all, I want to thank the elders for the parking lot. <laughs> My car thanks you. <laughs> I want to talk to you. To, oh, by the way, Kelly, you did a great job. You did an unbelievable job. In fact, it was a miracle. I've known you since you were a baby. You were in all of the services. But I never saw you awake. And yet you remembered some... <laughs> That's a miracle. I want to talk to you today about us. All of us. God is interested in us. That's the reason John 3.16 said, God so loved the world. That's us. That he gave the greatest gift he had, his son. His son gave the greatest gift he had, his all, his life, for my sins and for your sin. And three letters I've tried to pass on every time I speak. Three letters tell the whole story of God's Bible. A, ask Jesus to forgive you for your sins and save you. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God, born of a virgin, came to the earth, sinless man, died on the cross for my sin, for your sin. Believe that he's gone back to heaven. Believe that he said, and if I go, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So he's interested in us. And all we need to do is show our interest in him. One of the greatest things that has been given to us is the Bible. You see, the Bible is God's holy word. It says it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. It tells us how to get to heaven, the road map to heaven. It tells us how to live on the face of the earth with each other in harmony, which we haven't done too good a job in the world of late. And it tells us how to miss the awfulness of hell. Well, all of these things, God wrote it in the Bible. Now, bear with me. I'm going to ask you a question. Listen, this is extremely important to you. How many of you all last week did not open your Bible and read one scripture? Not one scripture. You see, God wrote it to us. God wrote it for us. And the whole teaching of the Bible is for us to enjoy all of his blessings. That's a tragedy if you didn't read it. I get up quite early in the morning. First thing I do when I get up past the, my computer and I turn it on. There are 22 members of my family. We all live here. Most of them are gathered at my house right now getting ready to eat. They eat there every Sunday. Someone said, isn't that expensive? Sure, it's expensive. Doesn't bother me. I tell them, this is your inheritance. Eat all you want to. <laughs> they just eat faster trying to get more. So 
the Bible is written for us. Now, this morning, I'm going to try to do something. Believe it or not, after I heard what Kelly Cross was going to do, last night, I changed my sermon totally. The reason was I was going to quote some of those scriptures. And I thought, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. So I'm going to try today to put together some loose ends. Things that I did not understand when I started in the ministry. Things in the Bible that simply did not make sense. One of the things is why would God, who knows all, sees all, has control of all, why would God pick Iran to build the Garden of Eden? Doesn't make sense. Sand, sand, sand. Why not Hawaii? A lot better. It just didn't make sense. Now it is beginning to make sense. When God planted the Garden of Eden, put all the trees there, he took Adam and he said, Adam, any of this is yours. All of this is yours, but do not touch, listen, the tree. The tree. If you touch it, you die. If you touch it, you're making a mistake. If you touch it, you ruin your life. Do not eat of the tree. God left. A little time went on. Satan comes up, teases. Eve tricks her into eating the fruit of the tree. God comes back. God said, Adam, have you eaten? Yes. But it's not my fault, it's her fault. Eve, did you eat? Yes, but it's not my fault. Satan tempted me to do that. Now, I want you to see something very seldom you'll see in the Bible. Four words. Listen closely. It's very important. God drove them out. For eating fruit of that tree? Yeah. God is loving, patient, long-suffering, kind, all of that. But when God says it, God means it. And God has been saying a lot of things to America. Get right. Get right. Are you going to go down? And America is on the toboggan down now. And only the church, only the church can bring it back. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, then, then, not until you make your move, will I make my move. Adam made the move to the tree, and God made the opposite move. Out. Out. Now look, soon as God drove them out, why didn't he say just leave? He's powerful enough. They had no power to stay. He didn't say just leave. Why don't you think about going some other place? God drove them out. Now that's powerful. Then he calls an angel, puts him at the gate, takes a sword, a big sword, slaps it in his hand with a long blade, and the blade is 
flaming. The Bible says it's flaming fire. Why? I don't know. Except to say that God drove him out. God did not intend for him to come back. He had your chance. You had your opportunity. God had done his best. He laid it out for you. You turned your back on it. You left. America's had their chance, had our opportunity, turned our back up on our God, turned our back up on the Bible. How many of you truthfully now say, I didn't pick my Bible up all last week. I didn't really care what God said to me. I didn't care what God was trying to say at all. I take care of myself. I didn't need his Bible. I'm on my own. Are you a Christian? Oh, of course I'm a Christian. I go to church. Really? Do you not believe the Bible? Do you not care to hear from God? I press my computer because... My kids write me, and I want to hear what they say, and I want to say what I want them to hear. Communication, because there's love in the family. If we don't have love in our family for the Lord, we're missing it. We're missing Now let's go back to where God said, I'm going to plant a garden. Now follow me. Tom, you might have to revert back on the screen for me. God's planted the trees. Now listen. And when it, and this is going to solve some mental problems that I had growing up. Even as a young preacher, I could not understand some of the strange things that God had said. When God planted the Garden of Eden, he stuck his hand in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, a hole in the ground, a hole in the ground, in Iraq, in Iraq, in Iran, and in all the areas around. And as soon as he stuck the hole in the ground, he filled it with oil. He filled it with oil. Today, oil is far more precious than gold. Far more. Far more. Didn't make sense why the Battle of Armageddon didn't make sense why any armies and Russia would come way from up north, Gog and Magog. Didn't make sense why they'd come down to fight Israel. A postage stamp, little nation. Not big enough. You can ride across it easily in a daytime. Tiny, tiny, tiny. And Russia's going to come all the way down to fight the battle what the Bible says. It's what the Bible says. And China is going to come all the way down with their 200 million million soldiers to fight a little postage stamp nation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You mean where are they going to come? Down Euphrates River. That's dried up. Listen to me. Listen to this. It dried up three, four days ago. I saw the most astounding information I had heard in a long, long time from scientists. They said the whole weather pattern is changing in the world, not just in America, in the world. I began to think. I wondered how. How could the Euphrates dry up? 
the weather changed and the heat and the heat and the heat, the evaporation and the evaporation came and the water left and China marched right down that river to fight the battle of Armageddon. Why, God, would all these people go to just destroy that little town? They are going because they want the oil. When God put his finger in the ground and planted all of that oil, there'll come a time, there'll come a time, it wasn't in my young days, but there'll come a time when the world will revolve around oil. One of my friends was in charge of all the food that is brought in to the association groceries in, in Colorado. She told me one day, we cannot do without the trucks coming in every day. In less than a week, all the food would be gone. Can you imagine if you would go to the grocery store right now, there was no food, nor tomorrow, nor tomorrow's after, nor the other tomorrow? Can you imagine what would happen? Can you imagine how people would fight and kill for food? You have to have the oil. You have to have the trucks. You have to have the diesel train. Oil, oil, oil. So God put the oil where Iraq and Iran could say, if you want oil, you've got to come help us fight Israel. They could have said, we tried it once by ourselves, and they beat the tar out of us. Six-day war, they smashed us. America went out to destroy in the desert war. We won, and we lost at the same time. They stayed right where they were. But Russia and China are going to come, because if they, when they win, Iran... Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and the other Muslim nations owe them oil. They can have oil. Their nation can grow. Their nation can go. But what they don't know, what they haven't read, is that God said, come to the war. You're going to lose. And this is what happened. Revelation 16, 12. Ice. Ice! Here the big Russian tanks and guns and planes and ice is going to destroy them. Ice! Begins to fall from heaven. Hundred pound blocks of ice destroys the soldiers, the horses, Everything that they got. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Is it up there, John? I can't see I can't see the back wall. <laughs> I just took my uh, physical three or four days ago, and do you know that I lost four and a quarter inches? I used to be a big man. Now I mean <laughs> I couldn't be a big man if I had the four inches back. All God does is solve problem. And those guys that were still alive when the ice didn't get them, ice, ice, a war won with ice. Unbelievable. 
Then the others are going to stand with swords and guns. And the Bible said the flesh will begin to fall off. And then there'll be a bone. And there'll be another bone. And a whole arm. Just bones. Flesh. And the sockets of the eyes. The Bible says will just fall out. Because God uses the miracles. Starts with an earthquake. Continues with the ice. Brings this plague upon where the body rots and falls apart. And Russia runs and they die. China runs and they die. And Iraq dies. And Iran dies. And Israel. Little, tiny, postcard size Israel still standing because God knew how to send ice. Can you believe it? Well, God wants nothing but the best for us. But will we take it? Will we read His Word? How do I know if I don't read? If I don't read it, I won't heed it. If I don't read it, I can't heed it. If I don't read it, I can't teach it. Can you imagine what happens when our children see us never reading the Bible? I have a little grandson, uh, two and a half. He was with his parents the other day, and he had a little cup of hot chocolate. And he reached over, and he got a knife. And he stirred his hot chocolate. And they said, you don't use a knife to stir your hot chocolate. He said, Bob, do. Bob, that's me. He stayed with me a lot. Bob, do. And I did. But I have a big glass like this. So I needed something to go all the way to the bottom. So it made sense to use a knife. It didn't make sense for him. Well, I'm not going to get caught again. I carry my spoon. And I don't stir my tea with a knife anymore. What am I saying? A careful man I ought to be. Some little fellow follows me. And I dare not go astray for fear he'll go the self-same way. Who? That little fellow that follows me. You see, Dad, if you don't read it, your family won't read it. If our families don't read it, our churches are not reading it. If we're not reading it, we're not heeding it. No wonder God said, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. I am going to destroy America. Most of the scholars that I've been reading after do not even find America in the latter days. I don't know. I'm not smart enough. I read what they read. They don't even find America in the latter days. Some think that we will be already wiped away. We'll not be here. But I can tell you one thing. We had the best. God gave us the best. The best country. Plenty of food. Plenty of water. Everything we could ask for. And we destroyed it. We just turned our back on it. Churches falling apart. Fussing. Fighting. Judging. Criticizing each other and their staff, and just go into pot. If my people. You see, it's up to you, us, 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 all of us. I'm talking about us. 
It's up to us. And if we don't change, if we don't read, we don't heed. If we don't heed, we don't teach our children to heed. And God drove us out. What? God drove us out. He left us all alone. Oh, he won the battle of Armageddon. Very easy. Be always on watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that's about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of God. Be on guard. Watch out. God is either going to drive us out or God is going to have to see a revival in America. Will you stand for a closing prayer? Dear God, thankful that we can see all the parts falling together. I do now understand why the Garden of Eden was over there and the Tower of Babel was over there and Daniel in the lion den was over there and the three Hebrews thrown in the fire furnace was over there and, and old Jonah come out of the belly of the whale over there and went to Nineveh. You wanted us to see how important that area was. And it is. I'm thankful, dear God, that we can put the parts together. We can see why the battle of Armageddon. We can see your hand. We read it. We read it. We read it in your book. And your book tells us we're going to win. We're going to win because we're going to be lifted off the face of the earth before Armageddon. Those dead in Christ rise first. Then we which are left. Lord, looking forward to that day. And just pray that you bless this church and their staff and their people in such a way that we'll read and heed the things you want us to. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming.